Hey icons, it's Jen Spiegel, mama four, serial entrepreneur, and your business and lifestyle BFF. I'm here to build a community of like-minded women who are willing to dust themselves off time and time again. We stand tall and brave and courageous in our journeys, and we really become focused and committed to showing and shining a light on our God-given gifts. Let's be iconic together. Hey icons, welcome to today's podcast where we're going to talk about toxic positivity. And one of the greatest gifts was the realization of what this was in 2020 for me. The mirror work that I saw in myself and what I have given and also experienced was really pivotal to molding me into this next level leader. And I have been so guilty of toxic positivity and I want to make a public apology right here, right now. It was literally a lack of knowing, okay? It was not done with any bad intention or ill intention. It was done with actually the best of intentions, but now I realize so clearly and vividly that it is not the way to lead. And in fact, leadership, the greatest leaders are the ones where they let people in and see the mess, see them in the arena, are willing to fail forward and make mistakes, but then we witness them stand up, dust themselves off, learn the lesson, apply the lesson, and move forward. That is exceptional leadership for me. That's someone who I want to follow. Not the person who's always so happy and nothing is ever wrong. And friends, let's just thank 2020 for allowing us to be messy in our emotions and realizing that we have a right to feel all the emotions. That is our human right. That's who we are as humans. That's what makes us whole. You have a right to feel jealous sometimes, angry, sad, betrayed, negative. That is life. It's what we do about our emotions and how we behave on those emotions that count. It's not the denying of that emotion. And I'm just going to give you like real life examples of me in leadership as I'm doing this public apology that were really like key points in me coming to this realization and growing out of this, but this year for sure in just acknowledging the uncertainty and the stuff that boiled up, I know it's like a new level for me right now. So first experience I had in leadership was I definitely was the person who showed up and everything was rainbows and lollipops and business was great and life was great and nobody saw a single sliver of anything negative come out of this girl. Just didn't happen. I honestly felt like my obligation as a leader was to spin everything into a positive state. And I remember one of the leaders I led saying to me, you're always so positive. It's really annoying. It can't always be like this in your life. And I was challenged by that comment. I remember being really shocked because I didn't see myself as that. Okay. So I didn't recognize that, but I thought, isn't that the way we're supposed to be? Like I, I thought it would be a compliment to be so positive, but she called me out in the other direction. And so that created a bit of an insecurity in me. And I swung the pendulum just a little too far the other side. Now, not all the way over, but just a little too far to the other side where I started to share things that maybe I was feeling negative about or didn't agree with or struggling with. And what that did was it opened up this can of worms of negative martyrism, victim conversations, and I couldn't stand it. And it's not that I don't want to have good real conversations. That's actually my love language. I crave deep, meaningful conversations. That's different than complaining and aggravating each other and making people see things in a way that they wouldn't necessarily see it. It felt icky. 
And so I needed to find that balance and leadership where I can definitely, you know, show my positivity and my gratefulness, but also show a bit of the mess. And what I ended up doing was just being really honest in some of the messy mistakes and decisions in leadership. And that felt really good because it took the conversation away from, yeah, and this, and then, yeah, this person and like all this icky stuff into more deep, meaningful conversations of leadership and what to do and what not to do and hindsight and all of these things that I could serve with. Okay. So that was one lesson is watch. You don't swing the pendulum too far the other way and open conversations that are gossipy and don't serve. There's a difference between feeling an emotion and allowing somebody that space and then participating in hurtful, irrelevant conversation. Second thing was as I allowed people to see the mess and I verbally processed some decisions I made that I wish I hadn't or changes I had done that I was like, oops, we tried that. It didn't work. I also opened the door for criticism. So it started to create some relationships where people would say to me, you know, you keep changing your mind or you shouldn't have done that or should and shouldn't. And I lost boundaries. Again, there's a difference between great, deep, meaningful conversation and conversation about discomfort or, you know, maybe in a way they felt they lost trust in me. That's different than attacking someone or making them feel badly for their vulnerability and their raw rawness, really. And so that taught me a lesson about boundaries and really creating boundaries about what I will allow people to expect of me. Cause sometimes expectations are like, way out in left field and also how people speak to me because I taught people how to treat me. And in that desire for more openness, I also didn't attach boundaries. And so that openness, the relationships just got a little bit out of whack. And so that was another lesson I learned in leadership while I've been figuring out what toxic positivity is and what the balance really is. And so I open up this conversation with you to really take a look inward and outward and decide, am I being someone that's constantly stifling or shoving down emotions that don't feel good and spinning it into something positive? And if so, is that creating something inside of me? Is my body encapsulating all these hurts or grief or sadness or anger, whatever it may be inside? And friends, you heard my podcast on October 1st about my health scare. I was really, really sick. It was dangerously sick. And I firmly believe that my hemorrhage was like the release of so many things that were stuck in my body for so long because I constantly wanted to be positive and show this incredible life I had, which is an incredible life, but it's not perfect. I fight with my husband. We fight. I fight with my kids, my teenage kids. We fight. We disagree. I can be really impatient with my two younger kids. That's something I work on. My business isn't always up. My health, I make the wrong decisions sometimes and I get into habits of chips and a glass of wine too much at night. Like These are real things. That does not take away my success. That does not dishonor my leadership. That is me as a human being. The awareness I have though, and the growth that I have takes me out of those situations quickly, allows me to like revert back or bounce back quickly because I know better. It's not that they don't exist. It's that I now have the tools and the mental capacity to recognize it quickly and adjust. So there's a whole different thing of shoving these things down and denying them versus seeing them, owning it, 
applying the lesson and moving on. Okay. And if you're not doing that, if you're constantly spinning your life into something positive, you have this like public persona of everything is rose colored glasses. People will see you as inauthentic and that's going to lead you down a road of isolation and loneliness. I have been there. I felt so lonely. Who do you talk to? If you don't tell anybody you're having a bad day, you got to talk this stuff out. We're meant to be in relationship. We're humans that are meant to be in human relationships. And if you're not sharing things that you're struggling with or really having a hard time getting over, oh my goodness, it's such a lonely feeling. It's like you feel like nobody will understand. And don't we all want to be understood? We do. Like, let's just say it. We do. We want to be understood and we want to feel accepted. And so the more real we can be, the better it's going to be. I just know that leadership going into 2021, it demands it. So stand up in it right now and really stop faking it. Stop faking this perfect life, this, I don't feel anything but happiness and joy. And you don't have to take all of this publicly. You don't have to be like on your Instagram every day, be like, okay, today's not a good day. You don't have to do that. It's just that you honor it, hold space for it, sit in it. And if you need to take an energy break, you take an energy break. I do it all the time, all the time without apology. Hey icons, just a little short break here because I just wanted to remind you to keep going back to the jenspiegel.com website, J-E-N-S-Z or Z-P-I-G-I-E-L.com. I'm continuing to add value in the blog and the different ways of working with me. I, I will always keep expanding and growing that full of value. However, I have these like really amazing baby offers and freebies that are there for you to take and utilize and grow with. The first one, of course, being that 14-day launch strategy that's helped network marketers, e-commerce, coaches, creatives. It really doesn't matter what online business you have. It has made the world of difference. And I can't wait to really show you as many testimonials as I possibly can because they are flooding in right now with massive success because they have the guidance and the know-it-all for really creating the promotion around a launch. So that is there for you. It's free, but I'm adding something else in. It's a little baby offer, if we can call it that. It's only $5. And the only reason I'm charging $5 is because I believe that adds some accountability for you to download and actually use it. It's my very first meditation. This meditation is about greeting and meeting and sitting with that highest version of yourself, who you are becoming, envisioning her, feeling her, really sitting in the joy and the energy of what you are gravitating your life towards. Once you have a moment with the highest version of yourself, you wake up every single day striving to become her knowing that that is what your future has in store for you. And when you can solidify that in your soul, it gives you so much meaning for what you're doing every single day. So head over to the jenspiegel.com website, download that, sit with me, whether it's daily or at least once a week, and that allow your body and your imagination and your breath to bring you forward to who you are becoming. As friends, let's face it, you're becoming iconic. I will take an energy break and think, whoo, I'm feeling my bucket is a little empty. I'm not feeling the energy that I enjoy. I'm not feeling that physical energy, but I'm also not feeling like that mental energy that I want to express and show up as. And so I need just a, a, a hot minute. <laughs> and I take that because 2020 taught me something. It taught me that I cannot... And it is almost disrespectful for me to show up in leadership and pretend because 
We all went through this together. Okay, note to self, we all went through this together in different ways, with different experiences, but at the same time, there are so many similarities of this unknown fear, anxiety, worry, family, sickness, like health. When you have to worry about your health, that's real. That's real. All of us, we don't want to suffer from being unhealthy. We want to have healthy bodies. We want to live long, great, audacious lives. And so these fears created stuff in us. And imagine, and you might've witnessed this, and this is toxic positivity, but imagine if I showed up on my Instagram every day in 2020 was like, this is the best day. Life is great. Business is booming. You can't even hold me back. How disrespectful to the person who lost their job, has no idea how they're going to pay for their groceries for their family and children that month. And again, it's not about denying my happiness. It's not about denying my gratefulness. It's not about denying my success. It's about being empathetic to the environment we're in and realizing that maybe some people are feeling low, really low right now. And so I can show up and still share positivity and still share my gratitude, but do it in a way other people can receive it without it being like in your face and toxic and hurtful. 2020 taught me that. As a matter of fact, the more honest I got and the more I shared about my personal life and some of the struggles, the more response I had. It wasn't the podcast that taught how to do a perfect launch that got the most shares and downloads. It was the podcast on hard things I'd been through. And it just reminded me that we all want to feel connected. And again, we may not share the same experiences, but we all have the same emotions. So here we are. I want to talk to you about six ways. This is like notepad, pen and paper, six ways to identify toxic positivity, whether you're giving it or you're receiving it. Number one, you brush it off or the person brushes it off. So it may be something like this. It is what it is. Just my luck. This is my luck. You know what? This is my life. My life. Just, this is what I do. I've even heard people say, I never win anything. We are stifling and shoving down what needs our attention. Is it what it is? Or is there a boundary that needs to be set? Is the relationship need to change? Is there a new strategy? What is it that needs to be paid attention to to create a different result? Don't brush it off. It isn't what it is. Create the lesson. Learn it. And don't say that to someone. That's just rude. Don't do that. Second one, you give your perspective rather than validating somebody's feelings. So it would look like this. Well you know what? It could be worse. It could be worse. Like honest to goodness, is there anything more insulting than someone feeling sad or hurt and exposing that to you? And instead of validating going, yeah, you know what? That must've hurt. Oh, I can see why you must be angry. They're not looking for you to give them advice. They're looking for you to listen. God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. Listen to them. Validate them. It's not putting them into victim mentality. It's not excusing what they're going to do next. It's just being in the moment. It could be worse. Shaming them that they feel that way. Stop it. Stop it. And if you're saying that to yourself because you know somebody who is dealing with some trauma or something worse than you right now, so you're constantly saying to yourself, it could be worse. You know, Sally, 
her daughter's sick. So, you know, who am I to complain? Mm -mm. You're shaming yourself still. You have a right to feel that way. And it can feel really icky despite of other experiences people are going through or things you have seen. This is your experience right now. And it's not about excusing it. Okay. Number three, feeling guilt for how you feel. Oh, this one speaks to me. Okay. So I, this was like my go-to. If I had a a day where I just felt, I mean, I've had days where I don't really love my business. Like I just want to break. I don't want to talk about it right now. I just, ah, like I just need a mental break. I would feel guilty about those feelings. Jen, how could you say such a thing? This has given you such a beautiful life. You, you've asked people to follow you. You have to show up. Like you have no right to feel this way. And I would suppress that and show up and put on my brave face and my happy face and do it anyway. Oh, friends, I don't feel that way at all anymore. If I am not feeling passionate, purposeful, and joyful, I am not going to stand up and pretend it. I just take a day. I take a day. I allow myself to feel it that day. It's never about the business. It's never about my, my, my marriage. It's just a funk. I'm in a funk today. I'm allowed to be in a funk. You're allowed to be in a funk. There's no guilt that needs to be attached to that. That is not denying all the beautiful parts of your life because you're having a funky day. It's not. So let's excuse or move away from guilt. Now it brings me into a whole other question though. And this is like something I'm actually just verbally processing with you is (laughs) we have the right to guilt as an emotion. Don't we? I remember saying to my breath coach, I said, I just, I want to get rid of guilt. Like I just don't want in my life anymore. She called me out on it. She said, but that's one of the human emotions. You, you're going to feel guilt. You can't get rid of an emotion. You can't be like, okay, guilt and I, we no longer participate together. This doesn't work like that. So instead, what are you going to do when you feel guilty? How are you going to recognize it? So as I process this and I realize I feel guilty, guilt is an emotion I carry heavily in my life. So I'm working on that in, in great ways. But I realize as I'm processing funky days, I lean into guilt. So It's not that I don't, I deny the guilt either. I just realize, no, I'm not, I am not saying I'm not grateful for my business. I'm just saying I don't have the energy today for it. I need a little bit of a break and that's okay. So that was number three, feeling guilt. You don't need to feel guilt for how you feel, feel number four. How about this one? Like minimizing it, things like this. Oh, just get over it. Just get over it. Push it aside, like shove it under the carpet. Just get over it. You know, someone hurts your feelings or says something to you and it's like a sting, right? It stings. And you're just thinking to yourself, why did she or he say that to me? Like that wasn't, doesn't feel good. And rather than have the conversation with that person, here's how this made me feel. I'd like to talk about it or wondering why it made you feel that way. Why were you triggered? What was that? Or is an insecurity that people pleasing coming out in you? So again, that curiosity versus, oh, just get over it, Jen. They didn't mean it. Or, you know, it's okay. I don't care what people think. I love this one when people are like, I don't care what people think. I'm like, okay, uh, sure. That is a great statement. Is it truth? Does anybody on the planet really genuinely not care what people think? Because to me, that means you have zero emotion. How can you not care what people think? Our, our duty in life is to serve and give love. And so if we don't care what people think, we're not going to give love. We're not going to be generous because we don't care. It's like, I don't care about you. I don't care what you think. 
So I, ah, I'm, I'm processing a lot with you today, but that one, I have a hard time with that. I don't think it's about not caring. I think it's about caring and conversations that evolve a relationship saying, you know, that hurt me and allowing that person to explain or allowing forgiveness to happen through you that you just realize this person no longer has space in my life and I forgive you, but I'm moving on. So don't shove it aside. Don't minimize it because it doesn't go anywhere. Putting it under the carpet, it's still under the carpet. It's still there. And it sometimes shows up in ugly ways. It boils over and it comes when you least expect it. Or maybe somebody in your life gets the brunt of your frustration and hurt and they didn't deserve it. You just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and you take it out on them. So think about that. Number five, shaming someone. So I've talked about shame, but shaming someone for feeling the way they feel. So, you know, I think about in business, I know I've done this. I feel sad in certain ways that I did that because I honest to God meant it in the, with the best of intentions, but I know I've done it because I was repeating things that I had learned and repeating things that I had heard and repeating things that I had read. And rather than put them in the proper context. I was just kind of like, Bleh. and so when somebody would say to me, you know, I just don't have enough time rather than get into conversation, but well, let's look at your schedule. Let's look at your routine. Let's look at your priorities. I would say, what do you mean? You don't have enough time. We all have the same 24 hours in the day. Come on, you can do whatever you want. It's how you little. And I would just be like, Bleh. and I realized again, like, not that my message was wrong actually, but how I approached it shamed that person. I basically told them, you shouldn't feel that way. You know, how dare you feel that way? And ah, ah, yeah, I just, I'm sorry if I ever did that to you. Truly, it was just a lack of understanding. And now I just know when somebody comes to me with an excuse, an obstacle, something they're trying to overcome, my job is not to turn it around and try to make it positive and get in their face about how to make their life better. Sometimes my job is just to sit, just to sit with them for a second. So often they can come up with their own ways around it. So often they realize that they are using it as an excuse and they step up and create schedules and all the things they need to do. They just needed to vocalize how they were feeling. And so I need to honor that and not shame them for those things. Instead, help them work through those things. And number six, the last one is, and again, I've talked about this at the beginning, but it's definitely one that I was guilty of is hiding our feelings. Hiding our feelings is a way of having toxic positivity. It's you always feel so happy. You always have such a beautiful marriage. You always have put together kids in matching outfits and motherhood is joyful and you don't snap. You always have a business that's with explosive growth that happens every day, all the time, year after year. No, no. And the, the hard bits, the messy bits are the most inspiring bits. People learn through that. People learn through trying things and seeing people try things and it not working. There's nothing nothing to feel badly about. And I challenge you to become more whole in your leadership, to avoid toxic positivity, both to yourself and to others. Leadership is such a gift. Oh, what a gift to have people trust in you, to have people want to follow you, to have people who believe in you. Wow. If that's not enough to make you wake up on purpose every day, I don't know what is. You lead your family. 
your kids, your spouse, your home. You're leading all the time. And we have to be careful about the way we open up conversations with people, the way we work through conversations with people, and the way we guide and help people. Because it is not about it always being positive. Sometimes it's just sitting together on the couch and crying it out or getting angry. My coach, Kayla Kraft, taught me something about anger. I was sharing to her some deep anger I have for this one person. And, and it's, it's like this cycle in my life where they just keep doing hurtful, not nice things. Okay. And I can't avoid this person. And I say to her, I'm just so angry. I'm so angry about how unfair it is and how horrible it is. And I don't know how to change it because I don't know how to be a mean person back. I just keep sending love and light and praying. And she's like, have you ever just been angry? I'm like, I don't know. Like I, I have it in me. Obviously there's anger there, but I don't know if I've ever felt it. And she said to me, I want you to go in your room where no kids can hear you. Husband can't hear you. You have to be in private. And I want you to take a pillow and I want you to hit the pillow and punch the pillow and scream in the pillow. Like just let this emotion out of your body. Let it loose. Like get rid of it. Scream, kick, punch. And I remember when she was saying this being like, whoa, (laughs) that's a little much for Jen. You know, Jen is the one that keeps it all together. This was uncomfortable for me. Why? Because I suppress these things. That was my habit. It's positive. Life is great. It's okay. They didn't know better. They didn't mean it. You didn't mean it. And that was my cycle in life, but it wasn't serving me. I kept receiving the same types of things. So it wasn't helping. (laughs) And I remember a really tragic, very traumatic event happened for me this summer with one of my kids. And the rage, like it was rage that was in me. It stunned me. I didn't even know where it came from. I was so angry. And all I could hear was Kayla saying, go scream in a pillow. I knew I had to release it. It was so suffocating that I had to get it out of my body. And my little kids were around and my husband, and I didn't know what to do with myself. And I went into my bedroom And I took a pillow and I screamed, like screamed where my voice was gone that night. I had no voice left. I let so much anger out. And friends, there was no shame in that. And it was so healing. And I was able to face the situation with grace and love because I allowed myself to feel that emotion. I honored the fact that I was so angry. I was so rageful. I wanted to lose my mind in that moment. And in the past, if Kayla hadn't said this to me in the past, I would have stifled it down and stif- push, 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 be strong, Jen, be strong, Jen. And it would have come out somewhere, somehow. You can't embody that emotion permanently. And so the whole point of this story is realizing that I was able and allowed and had full permission in that moment to feel those ugly, I call them ugly emotions because they are, they, 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 don't, they don't bring out the beautiful in us. They can bring out the ugly in us, but there has to be shadow. So there's light and where there's light, there's shadow. They go together. It's not one or the other. 
and that permission to scream into a pillow and get it out and feel it and then to move on from it and, and have it released. I can't tell you how much more capable and able I was through that situation. And it really taught me the largest lesson I've had in my life in COVID. It really was. It was about realizing negativity is not about not existing in my life. It's about feeling it, talking about it, being curious about it, learning the lesson, figuring it out. Why is it here? What do I need to know? Who do I need to talk to? Is it little Jen? Is it someone? Is there a boundary that I need to set? What is it? And then applying and moving on. And that capacity to move on is only because I honored it. So I want you to be really careful about whether you are being someone who is giving toxic positivity or if you're someone who is receiving toxic positivity to remember that to avoid suffering is actually really a form of suffering. Let me say that again. To avoid suffering is a form of suffering. I'm going to leave that with you. And I'm going to leave these thoughts with you. This is a big one. This is a a heavy podcast. It's probably meant to listen to multiple times so you can receive it. And if you're being triggered, why? Why is this triggering me? Is it because I am someone who gives out toxic positivity and the mirror was just flipped around and I don't like what I see or how this is making me feel? I'm uncomfortable. Or are you someone who has somebody in your life who's just constantly dousing you with toxic positivity and you need to set some boundaries up? And friends, we're all guilty of it and of receiving it. So when we recognize it, we talk about it, we explain it, we break it down, then we're able to be better. And that's really what this is all about. I am here for change. I am here to help you become iconic. Iconic means the greatest version of yourself, whether that means a stay-at-home mom, you're the greatest stay-at-home mom you could ever be. Whether that's your marriage, you have the most beautiful whole marriage where you fight, where you don't like each other some days, but you love each other deeply and you can't imagine doing life without each other. See that? It's the yin and the yang whether you are going to be this incredible coach and coach hundreds of thousands of people and change lives. Do it, be it, but do it wholly. And I am here to help you, you know, connect the dots so that all these things actually come to fruition because you deserve to have an iconic life. You deserve to feel that in your body in your stature, in your composure, in your posture, in your confidence, that you are doing all you can do at the highest level. Oh, how rewarding and wonderful that feels. But it is not without feeling all the things and really experiencing all the experiences. We don't get to pick and choose. This is not a choose your own ending necessarily. I mean, in some ways it is, life is, but not all the time. Sometimes you are meant to walk through that chapter because there's something you have to get through to be able to have that next chapter unfold. Own it and be aware. So let's continue this conversation about toxic positivity. I'd love you to share this. If you could just, you know, put it in your stories and and allow people to have this sink in and create the conversation with friends and, and allow people to feel okay about not feeling okay all the time. This is going to change the world and it's going to be a way more positive way of living our lives. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you know how deeply grateful I am for the time and space you give to the Becoming Iconic podcast. 
It is an honor and a privilege to show up here twice a week and pour into you. And thank you for those five-star reviews that you've been giving and those beautiful compliments. It means so much. And the time you spend to do that is just the most beautiful way to give back. The other thing I want to challenge us to as a community is to share more. It's so simple to copy this link into a text to a friend who you think would benefit from what you just listened to or share it into your stories. Make sure to tag me, by the way, because I love resharing and allowing your network to maybe discover something that they wouldn't have if it weren't for you. And just a gentle reminder that jenspiegel.com, that website was designed for you, for you in mind and what you need in your life and business, the blog, the resources, the different ways of working together, they all sit there and they're available to you. So I challenge you to go over there make it a habit of checking out what's new and exciting. At the end of the day, I just want you to know, I love this community. I appreciate being able to show up for you and I just want you to make it a great day.